Welcome back. Thank you again for downloading and listening to our podcast. We super appreciate it. And I'm just going to keep saying that forever. So thank you. Okay, so today's intro might be a little bit longer than what we're used to, but I wanted to start a series of intros that might help new people to Pathfinder or tabletop role-playing games in general. Let's talk about the most important tool of a role-playing game. Besides the people, dice. Dice are the randomizers of the game. Their luck, their fate, their chance, their misfortune, they're all these things packaged in nice little polyhedral bits of plastic. We use six different dice in this game. We use a four-sided die, a six-sided die, an eight-sided die, a ten-sided die, a 12-sided die, and a 20-sided die. Now, we abbreviate that with the letter D, as in die, and then we say a number. So, if, for example, if I wanted my players to roll a 20-sided die, I would tell them, roll a D20. It's a little shorthand, and it makes life a little bit easier. Now, in this particular game, when you want to find out if something is happening or successful, you generally roll a 20-sided die. So, if I asked my players to roll an initiative, I'm asking them to roll a 20-sided die and add the appropriate skill that I'll tell them. Most of the time it's perception, but you've seen examples of stealth or even performance for silver. The same thing happens when I ask them to make an attack roll. They roll their 20-sided die and they add their modifier. After the players roll and they figure out what their total is, I compare it to the numbers or the stats of the monster or whatever they're trying to do. If they roll higher, they succeed. If they roll less than, they fail. All right, I've rambled on way too long about dice and rolling and rules. I'm going to throw it to the table so we can continue our adventure. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Crack Die Podcast. My name is Sean. I'm your host and GM, and we are going to jump right back in. But first, we have an announcement from our own Haya. Yes, as of this afternoon, I'm not going to say which afternoon we're recording in, but we've officially hit 102 downloads. Yay! So thank you to everyone who has downloaded and subscribed uh, and listened to the show. We really do appreciate it because otherwise, paying attention so that I can look up the numbers now. Yeah. So now uh, this just means we're not screaming into the void. So thank you, thank you to everyone who has downloaded and listened. And please, uh, if you get a chance to rate and review us, is our next step. Please. Five stars. Oh, please. We have, when I looked, last looked, which was admittedly like two weeks ago, uh, it was four five-star reviews. So 100%, and that's all that matters yeah. to me. Um, but I mean, I think iTunes actually cares how many. Yes. So if you're a person listening to this podcast and you've not gone on iTunes. If you're not a person and you're listening to this podcast and you can get onto iTunes. Go onto iTunes, click the rate, review, whatever that button is. I'm not a person that has iTunes. And rate us five stars. Because it really does help us out. It helps us get to the top of those charts. That means other people get to see it. Other people can listen. You can talk to someone else at your job and or family, and they'll know what you're talking about. This is episode six? Yeah. Yep. Yes, Excellent. Right. I can Surprisingly count. so. I can count, guys. I'm so proud of myself. All right. Let's jump back in to where we last left off. Previously on the Cracked Eye Podcast. Our heroes encounter the bugbear Yolacha. After a brief misunderstanding, our heroes discuss with Yolacha what has happened to her to drive her into the Citadel. After finishing their conversation, our heroes hear screaming from outside. 
They rush to investigate. What happens next? Find out now on the Cracked Die Podcast. So, Twin Talon. That's me. And Pond Watcher. That's me. Opened the door to a new room. Dun, dun, dun. Which I was pretty sure was an auditorium of some type. Correct. So you open the door, you're pretty sure it's an auditorium of some type. To the north of many rows of stadium-style benches stands a wide dais. Garbage clutters what was once undoubtedly a pristine floor. A small corridor near the dais leads into the west. Well, to the north, an iron gate provides a view into the central courtyard. As you enter, you hear the unmistakable sounds of an argument in Goblin. I believe that Soraya understands Goblin. Does anyone else understand Goblin? No? Nope. Nope. Okay. So, Soraya, you hear... Uh, Let him go! Let him go! And then, uh, in a much deeper voice... And you hear that from multiple sources more than one so voice. There's a bunch of goblins yes. freaking out. Freaking out. And then you hear uh in back in goblin, tell me how to get there in a very deep voice. Uh okay, um so there's a bunch of them asking asking someone to let let someone go. Uh Where's the dungeon? We have to intercede now. Yeah, uh, um, I, I will shout up in Goblin. Well, it's up to you. I was going to add my voice to say let him go. All right. Yeah. Are you guys doing anything in this room, or are you going to just is run through anything, it? Are there any individuals in this room, or is it empty? So the courtyard, I'm assuming, goes all the way up. Like, it'll, it'll go up a couple floors. Sure. Uh, uh, so we know that there's, a, like said, there's an iron gate at the, the gate. end of Yeah, the you can look through. You see, um, if you move up to that gate, you see that... To the west, there is a stagnant pool of water, uh, probably rainwater that's collected into this area with very poor drainage. And directly across from it, from uh, the gate, directly to the north, you see that the wall and some of the stairs have crumbled and fallen to the ground. <laughs> um but the voices, they're coming from a little higher up, like yes. Pondwatcher and I heard. Uh, so I'm actually going to send Jasper... To fly up a couple levels. Oh, okay, so you guys are still in a different room. Oh, we're still in a different yeah, room. Yeah, you're not, not even in the courtyard. courtyard yet. Oh, okay. You can do stuff in that room unless you want to just run through it and go to the courtyard, uh, which is also very... Right. From the tone of the voices, can I... Because I don't speak Goblin, but I'm in front. You can tell that there is a conversation. One is definitely more menacing. Well, I, I have said to the group, you know, they're, they're asking someone to let him go. Like, they're, they're it seems someone's being held prisoner or uh, being threatened. Okay, then uh, Twin Talon will make his way quickly through the room. Okay. Um, he'll do a cursory glance as he goes to make sure there's no like bear traps or anything on the ground or priceless artifacts left behind. And uh... Give me... Actually, I'm going to roll this. You're okay. I forget. What is your bonus? To what? I'm sorry, perception. Plus five. Great. As you are ma- rushing through that room, you notice that there are several crumpled cloth insignias discarded on the ground. Can I tell what they are? Yes. If you take a minute to stop and look at them, you see the, the, the ring of nails on essentially belt sash. It's like a belt sash with the order of the, order nail, of the insignia. nail insignia on it. Yep. Okay, good. I'm just going to keep moving through. I don't see anything of, okay. of value or danger. Sure. Without taking time, Pondwatcher will run to the Iron Gate and uh, see if he can 
open it or lift it or whatever. Brianna will follow. Okay. The gate is actually ajar. It looks like it was locked until very recently. All right. So you run heedlessly through the room. So he stops so that he doesn't need to lift the gate and right. waits. Okay. Anyone doing anything? Yeah. So uh, timid hearing that someone is being uh, held captive against their will, uh, it's it holds very uh, something that he's very much against. So he, he kind of runs after everyone to see if he can he can help. All right, so everyone's at the front. Uh, Aaron? I'm just trying to perceive if anything crazy is happening, but I'm right. in the back. Um, Sorry, is trying to, to hear more, to listen. Okay, it's just, it, it's it's an argument back and forth. Let him go. Tell me how to get to the keep. Where's the dungeon? How do I get there? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you guys open, run, keep, continue your pressing to the north. Let's go. Okay. A short flight of stairs leads down to an open courtyard surrounded by an imposing octagonal walls, while a heavy iron gate separates it from the hall to the south, which is where you guys are coming through. A few errant milkweeds and tufts of crabgrass protrude from the cracked cobble store flooring. The ground to the west is sunken in, creating a natural pool of rainwater. To the north, the sunken battlements have partially collapsed into a huge mound of stone and wooden rubble, under which some sort of reptilian creature seems to have been crushed. The top half of the flight of wooden stairs rises up to the battlements above the collapsed section of wall. Broken plants from the bottom half lie amidst the rubble below. A thick rope has been affixed via grappling hook to the lower portion of the stairs, dangling down to within a few feet of the top of the rubble pile. Desperate shouts and barking growls continue here, but now their sources seem obvious. The shouts come from the battlements above, where a few goblinoids and a halfling man holding another goblin at knife point can be seen. The man seems to be threatening the goblins, while the goblins look like they're pleading for mercy. The source of the growling, however, is a more greater concern, for it comes from a large draconic beast not far away at ground level, roaring at the delicious but inaccessible prey above. So there's a roaring coming from inside the courtyard we are currently occupying? As you run through, Uh as you run towards it, you see a what I can only describe as a giant iguana with a dragon-like head. I'm going to show you guys the picture. Post it on the website. Yeah. Looks like it's blue with red. Blue and red, like, yes. Oh, yeah, that is an unhappy. And it is at the base of this, and it is looking up towards the goblins and halfling as if it is trying to eat them. So I'm assuming, judging by the way Rich is uh, staring at me, jumping back and forth like he's ready to pounce at the table, we're just going to roll initiative? Does that sound like something we're going to... For context, Bond Watcher seeing a draconic uh, being, sort of his intelligence seems to fade from his eyes. Oh dear. Um, so, so not just, much just fade. To... <laughs> oh. Just to be clear, he's actually other... more intelligent than the champion and the cleric. <laughs> uh, just to be clear, is he farther? Uh, I'm sorry. Where are the other two creatures? There are the other creatures, the halfling and the up on the battlement. They're up. They're on the up. There so is you... a. Grappling hook attached to the stairs here. Okay, correct. It's dangling down, and it looks like it is trying to get up, but it doesn't have thumbs. I see. Yes. All right, I have uh, I have rolled my initiative. All right. And you said it seems aggressively like... It looks like it's hungry, and it's trying to eat what's above it, but it can't quite get there. 
All right, we're going to start with Pond Watcher. 19. 19. Temid. 10 total. Did you roll a 20-sided die? All right. Um, silver. 23. Brianna. 14. Twin Talon. 20. Soraya. 17. Silver, you go first. Okay, so this thing is trying to nip at the, the rope? Yes, so it's trying. So the battlements are like a floor above. This thing is short and squat on four legs, and it's like rearing back on its hind legs to try and get up there because it obviously wants to eat the halfling and or goblins. Okay, uh, can I? Porque no los dos. Can I try to get its intention by trying to intimidate it? Sure. Okay, uh, I'm gonna yell at it in Draconic. All right. Uh, and uh, the, what I, I will translate what I say, but uh, I'll say, uh, y'all look nothing but like a half-bred worm between some sort of uh, salamander on the bottom of a crick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm offended, but go ahead and ro- make that roll. Uh, okay, so that's a... Oh, nat 20. Uh, 26 total. All right, so hearing you yell at it, it will stop re- trying to bite the creatures above it, turn around, and face you. I'm in the very back. <laughs> yep, well, it faces the group. Faces the group. Uh, and it growls more. Okay. I want to try to climb the rope, but it's in the I'm in the kind of afraid it will attack. Well, no, I'm going to, it's, I'm going to uh, start going around the circumference of this uh, octagonal octagonal area, area we're in. Sure. Uh, and just going to use my last two actions to move as far as I can, but along... What's your speed, 20? Uh, I believe it is 20, yes. All right, so ahead. 40 feet, uh, but hugging the wall as close as possible because I don't want to get killed. Are you wearing anything that's uh, like medium armor or something like that? Or? I have I have armor on. So. Or, um, I'm just saying I think uh, base speed is 25 for humans. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Right. I have medium armor, so I... All right, next up is Twin Talon. All right, so I see, I'm assuming I see Pond Watcher like foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is correct. Next question. Contagious Talon? All right. He's like twitching. But you're what, fat. You're what's so he fast. streaming? Oh, come on. That was a good one, guys. That was wow. a good one. No, you you all... can't see my face. No. But... Hello, this is Pond Watcher, and I'm playing Minecraft. <laughs> Watch out for creepers. Sure, laugh at his joke, but mine joke that set it up didn't. I didn't get your no. joke for like thirty seconds. That's my fault. It's it's funnier when you explain it. <laughs> most of the time. Okay, uh, sorry, Twin so, Talon. What are you doing? Okay, so I am going to move. Unfortunately, the way the creature is positioned, I have just. If I had thirty feet of movement, like if this was first edition, I could get around it. But unfortunately, I have twenty-five. Um, so I can kind of get around the side, and then I will do my thing. So, all right, and Twin Talon just uh, stealthily. So I just ran past it. Um, if it had a reaction, which could be triggered by movement, like a fighter's attack of opportunity, you're or fine. Like okay, so this Talon, time, okay, shifts to the side. He is going to take a second action to move. Because I'm assuming Pond Watcher's coming straight at it, so I'm trying to get around its around its back to set him up. Okay. So I'm going to move 10 more feet. Okay. 
and then... So you're directly behind the creature now? Yes, I'm directly between... Or it is directly between myself and Pond Watcher, and uh, he's going to take an attack on him. Go ahead. Okay, so my luck in combat continues. I rolled a natural two. Ooh, excellent. But that can still be a crit fail. So that is a... Uh, it is flat-footed to me because I acted before it. Correct. Uh, so that is a total of nine. Not a... F- it is a failure, but not a crit failure. Phew. Fair enough. Okay, so I'm back here. All right. <laughs> Pond it Watcher. An unusually thick look at me. Don't look at him. So Pond Watchers, we all come into the room. He sees a draconic beast of some sort. He starts twitching. He's still holding his toothpick sword. <laughs> and... Uh, he seems to completely lose his sh- his shit, for uh, lack of a better word. He enacts his sudden charge class feat to move twice okay. into the uh, the enemy, and, uh, basically sprints full speed into it, swinging his uh, his new sword. And it is flat footed to you because we are correct. And you, it hasn't acted yet. All right, that's I, only for me. Oh, that's only that is fe- not a that is a class feature. That is a yes. class feature of rogues or maybe bugbears. But right, right. Okay, sorry. Twenty-four. That will indeed hit. Woof. Yes. So he swings down his bastard sword. Okay. Into its scaly hide. Two-handed. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the first time. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. It happens to a lot of guys. And he deals uh, 12 slashing damage to its face. Excellent. And it... with his third action... Oh, hold on a second, buddy. Uh-oh. I'm going to trigger a reaction. Because you're adjacent, correct? Yes. And you dealt damage, right? That is correct, sir. Great. Can you please give me a fortitude save? Oh, boy. 11. Oh! All right, not a critical failure, but a failure. You are sickened. Sickened one. I don't know what that means. As a nauseous green mist comes spewing forth from this creature's mouth. Ew. And actually hits a 15-foot cone. So let me make sure he's the only one. Uh, Oh, fudge. How about is 15 feet? I'm just out. Like by yeah. You're all by so lucky. <laughs> so what happens? It spews some sort of viscous fluid? No. Just... It just burps in your face. Like a, yeah, essentially it burps in your mouth. It's like a noxious gas. So Pond Watcher swings with a sword that all sprays onto him. What does Sickened do, by the way? Uh, sickened... Sickened one. ...is a status penalty that yes. makes me take a minus one to all checks and all DCs. For how long? 400 years. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's not too long, then. Uh, I don't know. We'll look that up in a second, but go ahead. Uh, so, with his last action, as he reels from the disgusting vapors, he will hold up his non-weapon hand and blow into it, and suddenly a flame will appear in the palm of his hand and envelop his fist, and he will punch the uh, dragon in the face... Using his uh, a spell known as Produce Flame. So he's going to make a, a touch touch attack. The the second edition version of a touch attack. Okay, go ahead. So that is a five. <laughs> oh. That will miss. So his flaming fist misses, and then he throws up a little in his mouth. So, All right. 
So, um, when Silver sings about this, is he going to sing a song of ice and fire? Oh. oh. Come Sor- on. Soraya, you're one, up. Actually. Soraya, you're <laughs> up. You. It's your turn. It Moving on. It's my turn. I am double checking. Don't give him a high five for that. Don't give him a high five for that. So, given that this this thing is is here now, and it's like right in front of us and hanging out, um, I think with with one of her two remaining batches of infused reagents, actually, no, first, I am going to make, is it an arcana roll to understand draconic creatures? This is a recall knowledge. What kind of recall knowledge? I'm looking. Dragons would be arcana if it's yes. a dragon type. It, it would be arcana. Okay, correct. cool. Um, so I have, I am trained in arcana. And if you're, even if you're not now, even if you're not trained, you can still recall knowledge. That is a 16 knowledge arcana. Okay. So you can ask me one question. Uh, the creature is called a Grawluladon. G-R-A-U-L-A-D-O-N. Any specific resistances? No. Okay. But it can hold its breath for 225 rounds. (laughs) I've been looking at other creatures, and that seems to be a very common lizard. Like lizard folk. Uh, Amphibious, it makes sense. I guess. It's just like a weird thing. That's 22 and a half minutes for, uh, if you want to convert that out of rounds. It would be very hard to (laughs) drown this lizard. (laughs) But if there's a will, there's a way. There's a pool of water, and we have infinite time. So let's get on. Yeah. Um, So with her remaining two actions, she's going to make and throw a bomb with her infused reagents. All right. Uh, She's going to go for alchemist fire this time, since uh, Pondwasher has probably got... The ice thing covered. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. That will hit. Wonderful. I think that's the first bomb that's landed. I think it is. No, I put out a couple fires. Also, oh, a right. lot of Anwar's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are bombs. Hey. Now, I, I can control special. my splash damage as a bomber alchemist. <laughs> right. And it does specifically say that it can be on the target. Yeah. So it does. And this creature is large. So, so even if it were to splash another, like it had to splash adjacent, it could still splash onto it. Correct. So it does 1d8 plus 1 persistent fire damage and 1 fire splash damage. Very cool. So that is 6 persistent damage and 1 splash to it. 6 awesome. persistent? Six? Yes. Well, it's 1d6 damage, 1 persistent. 1d8 plus 1 persistent fire damage. 1d8. Oh, so it does. So my roll was 5. Okay, plus so six. it does 5 damage. And then every one of its turns, it takes one. Yeah. Gotcha. The way that is phrased and where I'm reading it is yeah. funky. Yeah. This is 1d8 plus 1 persistent fire damage. I would think it would do it oh, wait. every round. Six, one six damage. 1d8 plus 1 persistent, persistent fire damage. So that's six Is there a comma in that sentence? There is not. All right. Well, well, guys, commas are important. So this thing is going to take six damage every one of its turns. And then you did one splash to it. So for for cinematic purposes, Pond Watcher tries to punch it with a flaming fist, and then a flask of fire yes. hits it. In so the sorry, face. <laughs> yes, sorry. It takes a moment to study it. Yanks something off her bandolier, gives it a shake, and hurls it across the courtyard. <laughs> so it's now its turn. The first thing it does is it's going to attempt to stop, drop, and roll. Nope. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it murder? Brianna, it is your turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, Brianna is going to be like, why, why must we attack everything we see? What is wrong with people? And she... Oh, sorry. Amendment. 
Um, so there's a comma in the book that is not on Hero Lab. So it's 1d8 fire damage, one persistent fire damage, one gotcha. splash. Otherwise, that would be really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's why I wanted to check the book and make sure I wasn't going off Hero Lab. I was very excited to make an alchemist as my next character. <laughs> Rihanna, what How are you doing? How far am I from it? But four. So it's 20 feet. Cool. To be on its other side... Uh, so I'm flanking with Jasper, let's say. Yes, Jasper is not there. The point is that I'm on its side is what I'm gotcha. trying to say. Yes. And I will swing. Why not? All right. So you move up uh, with your first action. Your second action is to swing your... Scimitar. Butter knife? Scimitar, thank you very much. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I the only you. one who has a butter knife is Bondwatcher. <laughs> I could fix that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that to his face right now because he'd probably kill me. In one fell swoop... How is a... I think you'd be distracted by the dragon, Chess, let's, uh, let's keep that uh, in mind. Where am I? Where am I? There it is. 22. Hit. Yes. Yes. Feel my wrath as I try and pull out a d6 with my nails. Um, how is an 8 damage? Dead. No, it's still alive, guys. Uh, I will swing. <laughs> I will swing one more time. Natural 20! So what's the total? Yeah, what's your total? Uh, that's a great question. Where'd it go? Uh, 22. Minus 5, because it's your second attack. That, right. That is that, your second attack. Exactly. Oh. First attack was a 22, and it wasn't a natural 20. Correct. Crit. <laughs> Draw Sean, your card. Aren't you glad you bought these cards? No. <laughs> and what type of damage is this? Uh, slashing? Slashing, y'all. So what does your card say? Wait, where is it? Is, is, it, is it this one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Disembowel. Triple damage. <laughs> That's it? Just straight up triple damage? That's the whole card? Yep. That's, I mean, what else would you want, really? Yeah, yeah right? seriously. <laughs> so at this point, it's a plus. So you roll that and then multiply. Roll it, add your modifier, and then multiply everything by three. Five. Plus five is ten. ten. Times, Times three is thirty. 30. Is 30. 30 damage. Oh, it's super dead. Tell me. I like how she was like, "Why are we fighting things?" And it just rips its stomach. <laughs> yeah. Open. Well, I'm gonna put my d20 down because I don't get to go because it is dead. <laughs> so, so yeah, go ahead. So should we say uh, cinematically, she is trying very hard to get to the uh, goblins up top. She's like, "This is a waste of time." So she'll charge up, uh, use its squat little. What's the name of the dog that reminds me of Corgi? Corgi-like legs. It's the Corgi of the dragon species, right? Yes. Awesome. And just swoop its head off, lops it right off, and lands right behind me like, can we move on now, please? Why don't you do that more often? Shut up. Let's go. <laughs> uh, if I'm right by the rope, I'd like to try to climb up it. Well, okay. I mean, we're still in combat rounds. Oh, yes. Temid, would, would you like to do, or can we end combat? Uh, we can end combat, okay. but I, I mean, he's going to immediately run to the rope and try to get up there now. Excellent. All right. So as Temid and Silver get to the rope, they see that there are seven dog slicers, three short bows, and 15 arrows scattered under it, as if dropped by creatures fleeing from something. I'm going to climb up the rope. You're going to climb up the rope. Can you please give me an athletics check? Can I do acrobatics? Yes, that's what I meant. Um, athletics exact is actually oh, okay. the right. Athletics is climb. Yeah, athletics is climb. Sorry. Unless you're going to jump from the floor to the top, that's acrobatics. That would be impressive. Uh, I should be fine. Uh, 13. Yes, you are okay. fine. And uh, 
Are you going with him? I, I would. All right. Give me another. You. Give me also. Give me an athletics check. A nine. Yes, you do succeed. Yay! Well done. But barely. So the party is essentially split. Let's let's switch over to exploration mode. So now let's go around the table. Now that two people have already climbed up, let's see what everyone else is doing. Matt, okay. What is Twin Talon doing? So. I just want to be clear. Can we see the goblins and the halfling? Because you had mentioned it was a goblins and a halfling. Right. From where we are. They are now above you. So with the way that these are over, there's overhangs. If you looked up, you couldn't see them. When you were across the way behind that, like behind the gate, you could kind of look up at an angle and see them. But now you cannot. You would have to climb the rope to get up there to see them. Okay, that is not what it sounded like when I was asking sorry. what I could do with Jasper. I'm sorry. But I could see the halfling from the doorway. Yes. Then Twin Talon is going to sheathe his two swords. Okay. And he's going to move into the doorway, kind of crouch in the doorway and pull out his short bow and take aim at the halfling. All right. Uh, okay. Temid, you've just climbed the rope, so we're going to skip past you. Brianna. Um... I guess I'm I'm standing back up and dusting myself off. Um, I'll take a quick peek at Pond Watcher. All right. How's we'll he doing? Pond Watcher, how you doing, buddy? It's your turn to tell us what's happening. Two things. Pond Watcher looks crazed. Okay. And he was sickened by the creature. Yep. So he's going to pick up its decapitated head and vomit all over it. In its mouth. To clear his uh, sickened status and also send a message to all draconic beings. Okay, go. Is there a roll you need to make? Yes, and now I know I am allowed to re-roll my fortitude. All right, I'll get. We'll get back to you in a second. Silver just climbed up, and what is uh, Soraya doing? It's an athletic check to climb up. Yep, I'll let you know. It is very easy. Yeah, she's real bad at athletics. Wait, let me make sure I'm not looking at Jasper. No, I'm looking at Soraya. Uh, gonna give it a try, but if it doesn't go well, All right. she's gonna find another way. Yep. Well, under under here it does say that uh, climbing a rope is a trained skill. Like huh. it's. Are you trained in athletics? No, definitely not. Yeah, that's weird. But uh, that's the I mean, it is like. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the most athletic person. Wait, someone playing. Pathfinder is not super athletic. <laughs> Go figure. Anyway, um, it is very hard to climb a rope for me. Like, I have zero upper body strength. I have negative one upper body strength. Yeah, so, like, it makes sense that climb. Like, to me, like, Sean, physically, it makes sense that climbing a rope is, like, a skill that you would have to learn how to do because I physically, in real life, could not do it. I believe I am trained in athletics, okay. regardless. I am trained. But uh, I don't have a really. Do you good... have to be trained to use it? It says yep. yeah. All right, it, cool. it's in the to, like, climb a rope, you have yep. to be trained. All right, so uh, so so just so you know, this rubble, you could also like climb. Can you like clamber over it to where yes, the staircase but it, is intact? you still need to make an. You can make an untrained athletics check to, to do, do it. That. So it is a bit harder that. though. I mean, if she physically can't climb the rope, that's all she can do. Sixteen. Uh, yep. It's you start to clamber up. It takes you a little bit longer than climbing the rope does. All right, Rich, did you manage to successfully vomit in the dragon's head? Let me uh, let me tell you what I rolled. Let's just say twenty-six. You successfully vomit into the dragon's mouth, and you so are cleared of your sickened condition. Brianna, 
<clears throat> Brianna, what are you doing? Or what, what's, you don't have any rolls to make. You're just, you're seeing twin, ta I'm sorry, you're seeing Pond Watcher puke into the mouth of a dragon. She'll smile and nod and <laughs> as his crazed eyes look at you. And she'll slowly move away. Um, and um, she will also start clamoring a rope. Are you I trained? Yes, I am. Okay. In athletics? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. How about a 25? Oh, yeah. Easily. You you managed to start clamoring up the fallen rocks. <laughs> With Is one that hand. a critical success? Because <laughs> then she gets an extra uh, five feet. Yes. So then she goes, she probably gets all the way up. Yeah, she's, she God, gets to the top of the, uh, <laughs> she gets to the top Ow. at the same time as you guys climbing the ropes. Okay. Uh, I guess when I pop up, I, I'd like to say, uh, uh, hold friends, let's, uh, looks like this is a sticky situation. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you, Halfland fellow, to put the knife down. So let me give you a quick uh, description of what's going on here. Citadel Altarin's battlements provide a breathtaking view. To the east rise the majestic Five Kings Mountains, looming as, age as ageless rocky monoliths in hazy fog. To the south, rolling foothills unfurl, nestled around Breach Hill's rooftops. Along the battlements, six bonfires have been heaped, although currently only the one in the southwestern three are burning fitfully, sending plumes of reddish smoke into the air. You see a halfling holding a knife to the throat of an older-looking goblin as the rest of the goblins look on, pleading with them. You say what you said, and we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> Why you this to me? week Sean. Will all heroes save the goblin? Is this the Arsonist Kalmont? Why were there strange dragons in the Citadel? Find out these answers and more on the next episode of The Cracked Die Podcast. And now, a word from our sponsors. Salutations, adventurers. With the call for heroes ever-present, every explorer should be properly prepared. The Reliant Book Company offers a fine selection of scrolls and tomes to round out any hero's equipment, and will buy unused scrolls or rare books if your party is in need of gold. Hidden away in the northwest of Breach Hill, our services are discreet and records of sale confidential. Trade or barter acceptable, except in rare cases. Rent or loan of non-consumable stock subject to late fees and compounding interest. Ask for Vox. The Reliant Book Company. Services you can rely on. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape, because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path, are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.